This is Thursday, August 5th, and we're continuing in our study entitled Living Free. And today we try to diagnose the scene of Moses striking the rock. Here's what's happened up to this point. First, Moses' sister Miriam died. She'd been the strength of her family when she was a young woman, and she accompanied Moses through their time in the wilderness. She provided leadership to the women of Israel, and this offered immense support to Moses. But second, Moses and Aaron and the congregation of Israel went through something else. There was a lack of water. This was a sign that life was drying up, a sign that accompanied Miriam's death. And then finally, the people turned to bitter complaining. They seemed to regress in their faith. By the way, this is the new generation that's been born in the wilderness, a generation that had not known slavery or hard labor, a people that needed to grow in faith and trust in the Lord. And this is where our text picks up for today. Numbers chapter 20, verse 11 to 13. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank and their livestock too. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, though he showed them himself holy. Now, because Moses is the most important figure among the Jewish people, the rabbis debated what Moses did here ad infinitum. They had over 40 plausible reasons the Lord did not allow Moses to go into the land. Often they try to clear Moses of doing any wrong. And it's true, Moses is a man of God, but he's not the Messiah. He's not perfect. There are times his leadership fails. There are times when he does wrong. So what happens here? Well, first, he becomes the accuser of his own people. He calls them, you rebels. And of course, this is true. The people have rebelled against the Lord. But it is Moses' calling to defend the people, to represent them before the Lord. And this is out of character for Moses. It reveals that his grief and frustration has caused him to lose sight of his calling. But second, he makes it sound as if he and Aaron are bringing forth water for them. Perhaps this reveals the burden he feels in having to lead the people and deal with yet another complaint. But in the process, he breaks faith with the Lord. There's no mention of the Lord by him at all. As the Lord says to Moses, You did not uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people. And finally, it really is a slight against God that he doesn't honor the Lord at this time. Instead, Moses makes this moment about himself and his frustrations. He's forgotten his calling. 
He is called to stand before the Lord and to represent the people. And before the people, to represent the Lord. He's lost his patience with the people. In truth, he has shown that he's not the one to lead the people for the next chapter of their journey with the Lord. I think this is true with, with all of us, Moses included. There are seasons of life. There are seasons for leadership. And the season for the leadership of Moses is passing. God will raise up another leader to lead the people going forward. Now, as always, there's so much to learn here. One major lesson is that there are seasons in our lives as well. A place of leadership that may be a good fit for us today, well, it may not be tomorrow. And it's helpful to see that we may also begin projects that need to be completed by someone else. Actually, the most important of our projects may unfold precisely this way. Just as Moses started a work that Joshua would later bring to completion, the most important work you do may be completed by the person who comes after you. And that's okay. And because we believe that the work belongs to the Lord, and we belong to the Lord too, we need to be okay with this. Now, we do not see Moses offering a complaint to the Lord at this time. He doesn't complain against the Lord's decision. But it's difficult to imagine that he doesn't feel disappointed. He's led the people so far. But this is the way God works in our world. The most significant projects in our lives will often require more than one generation to complete. Jesus alone can say at the end of his ministry that his work indeed is finished. Would you pray together with me? Lord God, it's true, we tend to have such a small view of things. We think in terms of our times, and yet you are the Lord of the generations. You complete your work across hundreds of years, even thousands. Help us to trust in your ways and to daily offer ourselves as your servants. Thank you for your faithful love, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.